0: How cool is this moon? I'm not going to be able to actually leave this on too long because it is a little bit of background light. Actually, I need my phone. So, uh, g'day, George. See you there. Welcome. First in, first comment. So, if you've not seen what I've been doing or if you're listening to this later on via the podcast, i just going to explain it. Behind me is like a glowing orb right there. <laughs> this is glowing orb. It's a 3D printed moon. So, there's this super cool moon that you can download from the prusa 3d models and if you just search for like prusa 3d moon you'll you'll find it i also want to whack in the comments later on or something and uh and it's kind of what it sounds like right like it's it's a it's a sphere it's probably it's pretty much the print bed in size it's like the biggest sphere you can pretty much fit in the print bed so a couple of hundred mil across and it's on a stand so i printed the stand separate and then there's a light cord fitting underneath that so there's a correct diameter hole in the stand the light cord goes up in there it's a normal socket you put on a light i have put on an iot one which means i can do this really really cool stuff watch this this is just such a geek out thing all right so watching the moon we're gonna go color red moon check that out yellow moon green moon this is so geeky. <laughs> like this, this serves absolutely no purpose in my life other than it looks cool. And when the kids see this, they're going to absolutely flip because it's so neat. So what I'm thinking of doing, I was thinking of actually putting it down near the 3D printer. In fact, I'm just about to mount my big uh, Oslo 3D printed map. I'm going to share final photos of that when I actually glue it all together. And I'm thinking I'll put the moon there as well. And then because, as we're going to geek out a bit more, It's got an IoT light bulb in there, integrates with Tuya. I'm using the Tuya app here. It says Alec, but it's a Tuya app because the bulb is brand Alec. Anywho, that integrates into Home Assistant. OctoPrint also integrates into Home Assistant. So I was thinking of doing something like when it's printing, the 3D printer's printing, like the moon goes red next to the printer, or maybe it goes like Prusa orange or something. Uh, And then when it's finished, it changes color, and maybe I'll get some more states out of OctoPrint via the Home Assistant integration and change the color i don't know i don't know i'm gonna turn off for now because it is a big glowing orb (laughs) over my shoulder so that's what i've been up to what are you guys (laughs) what's happening out there it's you philip morning everyone dave ken Carolee, Carolee's from from vin vinius where's interesting uh Ali helps know Werewolf is watching the stream. That's why I turned the moon off. We are now Werewolf proof, which is uh, which is good news. Now, I do have a bit of stuff today, actually, because I have accumulated some things during the week. And there are some things I really want to cover. 1Password is sponsoring this week. I'm going to talk about 1Password towards the end because I want to talk about the blog post I wrote this week with them giving you 50% off some stuff and how this came about because it's just a fun, good news story. Other things I had on my list today, Uh, I thought I was going to talk about having 200,000 followers on Twitter. I thought I was going to hit 200,000 followers by today. I have hit 199,951. So was I to do this in 24 hours from now, we might be there. And of course, it is just an arbitrary number, but... Every time there's like a really big round number, it does kind of feel a little bit special. And I did run a little pwned competition for whoever could guess the closest time to when I hit the 200K. So I've got to kind of keep an eye on that so I give the stickers and the swag to the right person. All right, so apparently it is in Lithuania. There you go. I have not been to Lithuania yet. Probably not going to go soon because I'm not going to go anywhere soon outside Australia. I am going to go to some epic places in Australia though very, very soon. I tweeted yesterday, day before yesterday, uh, quote tweeted the thread that I ran last year. So it was it was a year and two days ago that we did this like massive drive around Australia and through the Outback and then we got engaged and all this kind of nice stuff. Uh, and there's a massive photo thread. It's just amazing. I think like, that's a year ago already. So we, we still can't go overseas uh, as Aussies yet. Not really. A few of us are sneaking out to various places, but it's a bit touch and go. So we are going to be doing stuff inside Australia, but uh, in fact, we've got a couple of trips coming up which are going to be totally, totally epic. And I think I'm just going to share those as and when they happen and it'll just suddenly be like, hey, look at this. This is, this is nice. Awesome. You do keep uh, things safe and bring awareness. Cool. Thank you very much. Uh, Brendan says Troy's alive. I, uh, I got recognized by someone today in Officeworks as was really, really, it was very nice, actually, very, just in case he's watching. he's a very, very nice guy. Charlotte and I have gone into Officeworks to buy a label printer because we've been shipping so much Ponedmus swag around the world, which is like all the stickers and the 3D logos and all of my books. Look how many books I've got left. Basically, no books. Uh, fun fact, spent more than a $1,000 on postage so far. Uh, I did not see that coming it's <laughs> just reminded there's this old saying it's like always do sober what you do drunk and I'm not saying that I made the promise about Ponemus when I was drunk but we said we were going to do it so we had to do it anywho so we got this label maker and we're like standing in the queue office works and this guy's like Troy Hunt and then I'm like oh shit like what have I done wrong did I wrong this guy one time cut him off in the traffic or something like that but anyway it was someone who said he was a net developer and he had he had seen me online uh which was super super cool and he followed up with twitter too and it's just it's really really nice because particularly in this part of the world that there's not a lot of people here in our industry so to bump into someone in a shop i was like wow that's cool and like he wasn't a stalker at all as well which is also really nice when <laughs> when they're not a stalker so 200k tomorrow i think i got new profile photos. It's a very self-ingratiating <laughs> series of events so far. I promise we'll get onto other things, weird cyber stuff soon. Um, I ran the same profile photo since, I think it was October, 2010, across all of my things. Now, one of the things I think that I I did well without really knowing it at the time was when I started getting a bit of online brand, for want of a better term, I went, all right, let's get one photo, one clear headshot, it's a reasonable photo, uh, and I'm going to use that one thing everywhere, and then you become recognizable. Now, I know there are people out there, in fact, even if we just look at, actually, you know what, I look at all the people who are commenting here, and everyone's got a nice profile photo. Mostly, Ali's looking away, everyone else is cool. That's fine, Ali, if that's your thing, but one of the things that worked well for me was just having a very clear, recognizable profile photo, and I put it everywhere, and it was always on all the talks and things I do, and I was on posters at workshops and stuff like that Uh, and it became sort of the brand um but you you never guess what happened i got older (laughs) now one of the one of the sort of penny drop moments i had and i'm not going to go into too much detail on this is i've got a lot of good content for pubcon one day just leave it at that. If you know they PubCon before, we used to run them alongside the NDC conferences. They're lightning talks, so there'd be speakers like myself and many other people you've probably heard of. And we do these lightning talks where you have uh, slides that last for 15 seconds each and you go for five minutes. So you've got a total of 20 slides. So they automatically progress. You make the slides and you turn to a fun talk and it's at a pub. Uh, everyone's drinking beer. Um, they're having a good time and it's all... It's all very off the record, very late, back, record good fun. Uh, but I have been accumulating material <laughs> for when I can go and do this again. I really hope it's not recorded. It's going to be hell to pay. But uh, how do I get around to that? Profile photos. <laughs> so, I was, Without being too specific, I was considering how some people have changed over the years. And you know how sometimes you see a profile photo of someone and you're like, who the hell is that? that person who's not like old and fat and bald you know or something like that and i I didn't get either of the two last things but i I did obviously age 11 years so i thought look we really should try and update these profile photos Uh, and this time we actually went and got a professional photographer as well Uh, and it wasn't a lot of money and it is something which of course has become the thing that adorns my all my public things so it's a very very important thing to to, to have right because it's going to appear in a lot of places so we found a great uh, portrait photographer here on the Gold Coast, did a bunch of myself, a bunch of Charlotte's, all the things that she's doing with me, who, her photos and things went updated. Uh, and we, we actually took a bunch of photos. So we took some out in my garden here. So it was just a nice, casual, leafy environment. I didn't want to go to a studio or something stuffy like that. Uh, we took a bunch in our bedroom, because we've got kind of dark walls and lighting and everything was cool. And uh, we took some of us as well. So I think I'll actually share one of those later on today after I finish this live stream. But now begins the process of figuring out all the different places (laughs) that I've put this profile photo. And I know I'm going to be here like years from now and I'll be logging onto some obscure forum or something. And it's like, who's that guy? The young one that doesn't look like me anymore. Anyway, I was very happy with the profile photo. You'll see it. It's on my Twitter. It's on my YouTube and things. I've done the obvious things already. I just wanted something that was was in it my professional attire my black t-shirt and was just smiling and happy and just just normal um someone actually just commented uh tanya actually just commented on twitter replied to the photo said you look happy in there and i'm like yeah look at look at the next photo beneath that uh and it was the one of charlotte and she looks absolutely beautiful and lovely and amazing as she is so yes that's that's why i'm happy so that's why i'll tweet the photo later Ali says, my profile photo is over 10 years old. Well, then it doesn't matter that you're looking away, (laughs) does it, Ali? Um, Benny says, penny dropped just the one P. Oh, this was, I had a a scam call this week and I've started to talk to them more just because I've just felt like antagonizing people a little bit. I do this every now and then with scammers. Uh, In fact, what I was interested in is is one the other day tried to get me to install AnyDesk Uh, and AnyDesk, of course, is remote control software. In the Scammer takedowns I've done in the past, some of them I recorded in virtual machines and so on, and they they would install virtual uh, desktop software or remote desktop software, and then they'll go through and they'll do things like pull out the event log, show very normal system errors, and then they're like, ah, you got viruses. Can we have money now, please? So they appear to be using AnyDesk. I was curious as to what this one would do. Uh, There is a fine balance between... Humoring a scammer and enjoying the experience at their expense and keeping them warm long enough that they stay on the line and they take you through to the point of whatever it is you're trying to figure out. Like if you come on too strong, they just drop off. But this one, this one was asking me to go to Google and obviously she was just reading off the script. And when she read off the script, she misunderstood the difference between a one and an i so instead of asking for my ip address she was asking for my 1p address now my reaction to that might have been the reason the call didn't go (laughs) a long time just leave it that i did tweet this earlier on so that is there if you want to go and have a look at that uh liam likes the photos cheers mate i like the photos too they just they feel natural you know like every now and then you see a photo of you and you're like that is the way i think of myself in my mind because I certainly see lots of photos of me where I'm like, oh shit, that didn't look too good or that didn't look like what I think I look like but no, these photos are like, this is when I look (laughs) it's not like when I look in the mirror but the way you picture yourself being so I'm happy with that okay, so moving on to other things children's toys, surveillance cam someone tweeted this the other day now this this is one of these things which on the surface of it is bizarre and it is bizarre but then the responses are even kind of weirder so someone tweeted this, Evan Greer. Who's Evan? What do they do? Director at Fight for the FTR. Spotify is surveillance. Hashtag Spotify surveillance in the profile. All right, well, that, that kind of uh, does set uh, her tone on this. But anywho, she's shared a photo of a child's toy. <laughs> I'll just give you the title. The title is My Very Own Secret Fairy so far so good there's a couple of young girls in there they're probably six years old they're jumping around in their bedroom they're happy they're happy because the secret fairy is a toy surveillance camera and, and it's like a little pink camera it looks like literally when those surveillance cameras you've seen the shopping center like a half dome kind of thing with the lens It says, your secret fairy is looking after you. Make-believe surveillance camera lets the secret fairies watch and look after you. Big text, the fairies are watching you. And then in like a flashbang with flashing red light. Perfect for bedrooms, it says. (laughs) And then under that, like on the shelf, there's a sticker. Fairy dummy surveillance camera. I don't don't know. Like, I quote tweeted this. I quote tweeted, and I said, this is so weird. Imagine giving your kid a toy where imaginary fairies surveil them. Can't we just go back to simpler times where we told kids there's an old bloke with a beard who sees them when they're sleeping? I was going to make jokes about other things we tell people about who is watching you and what judgments they are casting, and I thought that might be a bit too edgy for Twitter, so I refrained. (laughs) But the point is, there are multiple examples of us... I was going to say indoctrinating. There's a word other people use. I don't think it's the right word. There is us making up stories uh, for kids, sometimes for adults, depending if you use my second example. And, uh, you know, the Santa thing is all good fun. We certainly told our kids there was a Santa. They're still getting Christmas stockings. Ah, he's 12. He knows damn well, but he wants his Christmas stockings. <laughs> so we still do that and it's fun. But what kind of struck me is that there are two replies to this. Now, one person later on sort of apologised because he said this sounded a bit harsh and he seemed to be a decent bloke. But he said... uh, Because, you know, I said, you know, we could just go back to basically talking about Santa. He says, or we could could love Ford... Love Ford? We could love Ford. His words, not mine. we could love Ford to not lying to children at all. I appreciate my parents never lied to me. And I'm like, dude, that's really sad. (laughs) Like, it's really sad to think that telling kids about Santa is lying. It's... All right, maybe someone's got like a religious predisposition to it or something, but you know, like lying. I guess there's no tooth fairy, yeah, I and mean, that would be lying. Um, no, it just seemed weird. Anyway, he kind of walked that back a little bit, which was cool. Uh, but then someone else pointed me to another comment, and this one was kind of weird too, because this this person said, in fact, that he, that he replied to uh, my tweet. No going back after Elf who hangs out on a shelf watching. More disturbing is how that toy is normalization of the surveillance society. Now, maybe, maybe reading this again, he, was, he wasn't being critical of the elf. Now, if you've never seen the elf on the shelf before, until I had kids, I didn't know what it was because we didn't have an elf on the shelf when I was a kid. The elf on the shelf, there's a, there's a book about the elf on the shelf and the elf is a little, little red elf, probably like 30 centimeters high. It's a little stuffed toy. The parents hide the elf each night. And we have had many, many fun days with the kids doing things with the elf Uh, and when you're doing it for kids it's like you hide the elf in the christmas tree or the elf is behind a cushion or something when you go online and you look for elf on the shelf ideas that's when you find all the photos of like the elf on the shelf sniffing cocaine and hanging out in a hot tub with hookers it's hilarious go and have a look at it not always the best thing for your kids although i think ari's old enough to understand those concepts and he would have found either of those hilarious had we done them But I think I just think this surveillance camera looks much worse than what it probably like. I'm not sure that these little girls who are in their room jumping around are like, well, in the future, when someone's surreptitiously surveilling me in my bedroom, that'll be cool because the fairies did it when I was six years old. I I feel like that is an oversimplification of indoctrination, as they put it. Let me read the comments. Ah, it's a lot happening here. Paul is happy. This is a nice time slot for Paul. All right, happy I could do that, Paul. Uh, what else is going on here? Photos for photos. Um, Brendan says, my profile pick is on my phone. It's backed up on my slow old desktop, which is currently switched off, so I can't get more accurate timing. So I, I keep the profile. I have my profile pic as like a favorite in my, in my phone, so I can grab it whenever I need to, and it's like sitting there in my Dropbox, and it's... and it's also on TroyHunt.com forward slash bio, the new one now, which is there. Ken is 34. He wants his Christmas chocolates, it seems reasonable. (laughs) Liam is a new dad and his wife sent him a video baby monitor for when the baby is a bit older and in her own room. I don't think I've ever said nope so fast. So I remember when when Ari was born, which of course is just over 12 years ago now, and being a first child, uh, I had like a cheapy Chinese baby monitor. It wasn't IP or anything from... Oh, was it IP? I can't remember. I used it very briefly, and then I realized he probably isn't going to die, and I was right. (laughs) And by the second child, it's like, ah, she'll be fine. Don't worry about it. I think... um, Look, I'm... We're going very off-topic here, but we may well have more children in in the future. Uh, I think that would be nice. I can't imagine, even with how IoT'd up I have made this house... I can't imagine wanting to have a camera in the kids' room. It's just, I, I just, and look, it, I don't want to upset anyone because maybe, maybe you have child a child with a pre-existing condition, or you maybe had a bad experience with a sibling or some other tragedy in your family. For some people, that's very, very important. But I think for the vast majority of people, I, I am on the same wavelength here, and uh, I don't think Liam that uh, I don't think that I disagree with you. I'm with you on that one talked myself out that quickly didn't I Stuart says a dad friend of ours changed his smart bulbs uh, to red when the kids are being naughty to represent Santa watching is this another surveillance thing Stuart that's pretty freaky it's like the red light comes on Santa's watching what you got to do is you got to have a Santa somewhere put the light bulb in his head and then his eyes just glow red when the kids are naughty then he's it's really going to freak them out I mean they'll have nightmares but they'll behave Carolus, and apologies if I've mispronounced that, from Lithuania, it says, well, those dummy cameras will make them get used to the real surveillance, tracking, etc. that happens all the time in the real world. I think the uh, th- there's always this question right, about what exposure to what exposure conditions kids to normalize something. So, you know, one of the things we hear a lot about as uh, kids play violent video games, it will normalize them to guns. Uh, I don't I don't know I'm not an expert we, we don't really have a gun problem here because we just we just don't have guns I'm on the right time zone not to hit the American audience too so I'm pretty safe saying that um, I don't know how true that is I, I think the idea of having a toy surveillance camera it, it, it's almost a little bit like when people say well if you if you gender stereotype kids by giving them the typical toys that you would give boys or girls then that will precondition them to that I, again I'm just not just not convinced about that but uh what do i know i've only had two kids there's other people out there that study thousands of them uh yeah george has just realized i've got a new profile picture thanks for uh for catching up on that george uh what else let me um let me move on to something else and then we'll come back to the of the comments gravitar let's talk about gravitar so i actually have a blog post in draft about gravitar it was one of those ones where it's like uh I, I feel strongly about something now. Let me start writing. And let's just maybe go back and recap on what happened with Gravatar. So if you're not familiar with Gravatar, it is sort of like a centralized avatar repository. Now, Gravatar is owned by the same company that owns WordPress, a lot of WordPress uh, forums. If you would like to, uh, say, comment on the forum, you would have an avatar that is served by Gravatar. But there are lots of other services that use Gravatar as well. Uh, I'm pretty sure Stack Overflow used it, and that's why my profile updated the other day. But it'd be like, hey, if you want to update your profile photo on this service, then just go to Gravitar. And the technical implementation of Gravitar is very simple, and it's, it's kind of cool, but it has a problem, and <laughs> that's what we're going to come back to. It, it, it works like this. In order to uniquely identify an individual, they take your email address and they take an MD5 hash of it. Now, you can then go to... This is not the correct path, but for example, gravitarcom forward slash md5hash.jpg, uh, and you get that image. Now, what that means is, is that you don't have to disclose the person's email address, you just disclose the hash, and of course, the hash is not reversible. You can't unhash a hash. You can crack a hash, and this is what we'll come back to in a moment. but that's not the real problem. The real problem is, is that in about October last year, someone discovered that, When you go and you load someone's Gravatar, you can load it by username, so their Gravatar account. You get a JSON response with a bunch of data about them. Uh, You can do the same with mine. There's really not much in there. There's the hash of the email address I used on that account and a couple of other things. Some other people had more information. Uh, No passwords or anything like that. So remember, we are talking hashing here. This is not about password storage. This is about a one-way reproducible, deterministic algorithm to create the same output every time you have the same input. Now, the username is one thing, but they discovered that every Gravatar account has an ID, which is obviously just an auto-incrementing number. And you could replace the username in the URL with just the ID. And you could get like user1.json and then user2.json and yeah, you can see where this is going. And it was enumerable at a very, very fast rate. So, in the news last year in October, people pulled down 160 million Gravatar records with MD5 hashes of their email addresses. So, what can we do with an MD5 hash of an email address? Because remember, we can't unhash. We can effectively create our own rainbow table because we can i didn't do this but collectively we as a society we have the technology to be able to take let's say a very very large list of email addresses it's easy to get a list of a billion email addresses you can go through and create an md5 hash of every one of those Uh, and just for the record you can create md5 hashes in modern gpus at a rate of many tens of billions a second so it doesn't take you long that's internally within the gpu once you start feeding them and it slows down but I digress. The point is, you can create MD5 hashes of all of these values very, very quickly. So now you have a rainbow table, or think of it like a lookup table. You've got hashes, you can compare it to Gravatar if they match. Well, then you've got the source email address that was used to create the hash. Incidentally, if you're thinking, well, they should have salted the hashes, you can't salt the hashes, it's not password storage. You would then have to have the same salt available for every service that is taking the email address and then hashing it and adding it to the URL to load the JPEG of the avatar. You with me? So, simple technical implementation, the flaw being that you can crack the hash. And they cracked something like a 100, was it 115 million? I've got to get my facts right. How many hashes were there? If I go to Have I Been pwned and grab the last tweet, of the 160 million odd hashes, 114 million of them were cracked, which is bad. So, what this means is, you end up, with 160 million or 114 million instances of an email address matched to a username, matched to a name, matched to the fact that they use the Gravatar service. And if you want to be semantic about it, you can get a bit of a sense of chronology because you can get back the integer which represents the user ID. Is it a breach? Now, I'm not going to sort of blow the whole narrative about is it a breach, not a breach, because that's literally the title of the blog post next week. Uh, when is a breach a breach? Because I have some strong views on this. Gravitar was very much like this is just scraped data. It's just a scrape. Doesn't matter. We didn't notify anyone. They didn't say, in fairness, to them, they didn't say it doesn't matter. And obviously, they think it did matter because they did close that loophole. You can no longer pull a record back by ID, you can pull it back by username. I don't know whether that's rate limited or not because it's very easy to get very, very large lists of usernames. Uh, It's also very, very easy to get, as I said before, a large list of email addresses, hash them with MD5, and then go to Gravatar and make a request for that path and either get back a 200 or, I imagine, a 404 and then derive whether or not they have a Gravatar account. So in many ways, it's not particularly serious. I think the issue I have, and without going too far down the rabbit hole of what will be in that blog post next week, the, the issue I have is... Did people have a reasonable expectation that their data would be used like this? And and, and let me clarify what I mean by used. There are many instances on hacking forums of this data being circulated and sold and exchanged for other repositories of data that include things like credentials. So clearly nefarious parties are using it to do nefarious things. Do have I been pwned subscribers want to know? I sent almost a million emails earlier this week. Uh, which is a very substantial portion of my subscriber base. Do they want to know? Every time I ask people, do you want to know about a scrape? And I literally run polls. Well over 80% of people say, yes, we want to know about this. So I keep loading it. There are always people who are like, I don't want to know about this. This isn't relevant. And I'll sort of go, well, why don't you just delete the email, <laughs> you know, like the notification email? And I, had, I think I had one or more people actually say, well, I would like a feature of have I been pwned rock I can go in there and I can specify whether or not I would like to get the email for a scrape. And I, I kind of thought, well, f- first of all, I honestly don't think many people at all are going to say, if you find my data floating around, but it's not from a breach and it's been scraped off, I actually actively don't want to know about it. And secondly, do you want me to go and build all this code and create all this additional dependency around... Then having to sort of load breaches and flag them as scrapes, okay, that's not too hard. Uh, but all the other testing and gunk and things that goes in with building a whole bunch of new code uh, and then modifying the whole the whole notification pipeline, or you just delete the email, and you're only gonna get it like once in a bl- once in a blue moon. Where's my moon? Once in a blue moon. It's gonna be like a really really rare thing. So I just feel that that was a bit. Um, I feel like people should appreciate the work a bit more and not be so cranky because I found their data somewhere it wasn't meant to be and notified them about it. More on that next week. Looking at the other comments here. Hmm. George says, kids clearly do not care about the camera if YouTube is anything to go by. I, I, I get your logic. I'm not sure that's a really good reasoning. It's like, hey, you, you're basically oversharing anyway. What's one more fairy cam? i know what you mean though i know what you mean it's a fair point um <sighs> stephen likes my moon <laughs> that sounded much worse than what it is uh looks like he knows what be doing things 44 hours it's really cool actually because I-, I have printed a lot of shit like don't get me wrong i've printed a lot of absolutely worthless shit uh and and this is not that And even when Charlotte saw it on the printer, she's like, can you print more of those? Because I think actually they'll be cool decorations. And of course, I can resize them to different dimensions and things. So yeah, I think I'm actually going to do more of these. They're pretty cool. All right, last thing. I mentioned 1Password earlier on. I did a blog post about 1Password this week. And I had not planned on doing this. I had not planned on any of the things that ensued. So let me tell you the story here. I have a, a very good mate. I've spoken about uh, my mate Raf before. He, um, In fact, I've written about him. I installed a whole bunch of Ubiquity gear in his restaurant. He runs a pizza restaurant here in Surface Paradise. Yes, that is the real name of the city we live in, and yes, it's accurate. <laughs> he runs a pizza restaurant in Surface Paradise. Uh, and I've wrote another blog post, uh, actually, about Ubiquity stuff where I, I put a, a dream machine in his house. That was just last year. Uh, and, and the dream machine is a super, super cool machine. So he's been on this channel before without knowing it. He's not a tech guy. And we were sitting there having a coffee the other day in Surface Paradise. And we got onto the subject of password managers. And in fact, we got onto the subject of passwords. I discovered he's a normal guy. So he has absolutely terrible ones and he reuses them everywhere. He didn't tell me what they were, but I knew they were terrible because he's reusing them all and just typing them out of his memory. And I was like, mate, I've got to set you up on a password manager. I said, I, I want to I buy it for you. Like This will be my Christmas present. So I went and bought one password for families, $4.99 US a month. And I bought him a year. It's so like, okay, this will be a good Christmas present. It's for families. So you get five accounts. So him and his wife, and he's got three kids. So it actually worked out very nice. Good matching numbers. And I went and set him up. And I literally just spent an hour. So not only did I buy it for him, but I took an hour out of my time to help him learn how to use it with the with the hope that it would make a lifetime impression. And then I tweeted about this. And I tweeted about this, what, four days ago. And I said, today I spent an hour getting a made into one password. I bought him a year's worth at 4 per month. His wife, three kids, da 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 Had him going across all his devices and enabling 2FA on his things. So we went through and we started turning 2FA on things like his Facebook. He didn't have 2FA on his Facebook. It's like, mate, this is, Facebook's particularly easy because you really only have to authenticate once per device anyway. Turn that on. And then I said, make this your Christmas present when you visit friends and family. And I started getting a lot of likes on this. There's 496 likes on this at the moment. And uh, so I pinged the folks at 1Password and I was like, people really, really like this. Can we we do something? Like, can you offer something? And they're like, I went to bed and I got up the next morning and they're like, here's a URL. This will give you 1,000 instances of 1Password for families at half the price. Look, sweet, beautiful, done, blog post, done. So that's the whole point that I was getting to. You can go and get 50% off one password, this week's sponsor, one password for families. Now this brings it down, what's that? So it's about 60 bucks US a year, $30, 30 bucks for a year for the whole family. And I titled the blog post, a password manager isn't just for Christmas, it's for life. So here's 50% off. It's a little bit like that, You know, like a puppy isn't just for Christmas, it's for life. Uh, And it's a a play on words, but it it genuinely, permanently changes people's behaviors. Once they start using a password manager and they get to use it properly, they will never go back. And this is the push that I'm giving people like you here in the blog post. You can't just give them the tool. You've got to teach them how to use it because most people are like, well, But password123 has been working really good for me for the last 20 years, you know, (laughs) why should I change it? So give them the education. And then the beautiful thing about it is it is one of those rare occasions where something that improves your security also improves your usability and not the other way around. And I watched Raf the other day, like we set up one of his bank accounts and he's like manually typing in his account number because he got to log in with a number and manually typing his password. And it was painful to watch. And like once we had him set up, he was just like, Click, Face ID, autofill, bam, in. Go and do it. It's the best possible Christmas present. Now, I know as well as anyone what it's like doing tech support for family. I have two parents in the 70s. <laughs> I feel everyone's pain. Pick easy wins, <laughs> put it that way. But when you're traveling and you're spending time with friends and family, that's, that's the best thing to do. You know, when you go and you spend the Christmas or whatever, carve out an hour. Back to the comments. Mm -hmm. Brendan's waiting for the point where Troy admits that he actually 3D prints his entire F asterisk asterisk K-I-N-G house now it's not clear what he said because he used the asterisk there but uh, I I was actually thinking about printing parts of the house because I used that app um, on the iPhone the other day on the iPhone Pro that uses the LiDAR that actually creates like a 3D map but it's I don't think it's, it's sort of print quality but yeah it could be fun one day could be fun uh brendan says some might say that the dream machine is a dream to run <laughs> i'll show myself out. Oh, that's terrible it is actually pretty cool though. it's pretty cool stratus says the only 3d printed thing i have is a connector for my darth maul fx lightsabers to make them double bladed oh, seems like a good use case for a 3d printer to me that's good Joel, Joel can verify suburb exists. If you uh, if you don't know what Surface Paradise looks like, just go to Google Images and search for it, particularly those of you in the Northern Hemisphere at the moment if you're in the UK and it's cold and miserable. This will warm you up and make you extremely pissed at me. <laughs> it looks awesome. Fritz already had the family account. Our son loves it. Convincing my wife to use it, it's not that easy. We'll get there. Um So one one of the things I'm most proud about, in fact, I shared a a tweet of this only a couple of days ago. Uh, You know how, for those of you using Facebook, it continually pops up and it's like, here's what happened on this day, two years ago, or 10 years ago, whatever. And there was a photo of this day, 10 years ago, with Ari as a two year old in front of my keyboard, like bashing away at the keyboard. And then I had a photo of him standing on a stage in London last year, teaching other kids to code. Uh, Now that would have been when he was 10. Uh, and it was like, wow, that's a super proud moment. But one of the photos there, which I didn't share in that tweet, was uh, when he's logging onto Code Combat, he also uses his 1Password account. So he has his own vault in my one Passwords for Families account, uh, and he logs on uh, using 1Password. And at 10 years old, he was able to do that very, very competently. So I really think that anyone who wants to as an adult can. Ivan, I've tried to convince my wife to use one password for years, uh, but the type in the weak password she uses everywhere is always faster according to her. I, I think um, I think it's just this sort of thing of breaking habits. Like it's very hard when people have been doing the same thing over and over and over again to get them to do something different. Uh, I, tr- I try and find like where are the shortcuts with the password managers? What are the things that make people's lives easier? So obviously logging in, it's definitely faster. Like face ID my way into this phone all the time. The other thing is doing things like filling out credit cards. So yeah, you, know, you go to a website, you're buying something. I have my credit cards in that section in one password. So I log in, or, or rather I, I fill out the card data with that. I don't have to type it in. Uh, I also have things like my, uh, you can put an identity in there. So I have my phone number and my address when I go to fill out uh, my details because I'm registering for a ticket or something. It's just like autofill from my identity. And it all happens automatically, And every one of these things actually makes the whole experience better, even regardless of the security posture. So I, I think maybe that's the, the pathway for people who are password manager hesitant. Stuart says, poor passwords aren't created just for Christmas. They are rife. Flipping it on its head. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Stratus says, the best password ever is the one of Spaceballs. That would be the one on the luggage. I'm sure we are all familiar with that. Richard, I assume my email address is public knowledge by now by the number of leaks it's been in. I always find this kind of interesting when people are like, I want to keep my email address private. Then how are people going to send you email? It's like the only way the email address works is you have to give it to other people. It's no good nobody else having your email address. And I appreciate there's a nuance in there about choosing who has it. But I do find it a bit ironic when people get really upset that someone else has their email address. But... Different story about big websites, losing large numbers of them. N- not losing them, having lots of backups where they didn't expect to have them. Let's put a like of that. Kensuke, Ken again, apologies if I mispronounced that. Regarding password, could you tell them that there are people that don't want to pay a subscriber or want to have their vaults locally? 1Password 8 app is subscription only. So 1Password, like a lot of other companies, are going subscription only. Uh, in fact, they did go subscription only a while ago. I noticed the other one. I got an email about this just today, RedGate, uh, who I love and I'm still I'm still on the Friends of RedGate program, <laughs> for want of a better term. They've gone subscription only. Uh, obviously, we've got things like, it's not Office 365 anymore, it's Microsoft 365. I have Adobe Creative Cloud. Like everything is going subscription only. Uh, th- there are other password managers out there there are free ones or open source ones like I-, I don't think that everybody has to be on one password paying a subscription however i do really like the subscription model from the basis of there's a lot less capital up front a lot of businesses prefer subscription because they're paying a lot less up front and then they've just got a a, a smaller recurring tax deductible cost check with your accountant first I like it because all my things are always up to date. I like that my Photoshop, even though I pay Adobe something like $500 a year or something, my Photoshop is always current. I personally like that model. But there are other models out there, other products out there, if that one doesn't work for you. Brendan says, I have to say it now, even though I've got a a password manager, I find myself too lazy to pull it up and generate a new password on my phone. (laughs) You need to stop being so lazy. Ah. George says, hey, Troy, you're an iPhone guy. How do you disable the very annoying prompt for iCloud keychain? You can. So I'm glad you asked because I did this for Raf just the other day. You go into settings, you go down to passwords, and you can then choose your password. Let me just open it up. What was it? Uh, okay, settings, cancel out of that. You scroll down, you get to the password section, you face ID into it, Um, you can then go to autofill passwords and in fact on mine I I have uh, autofill passwords turned on and then you can allow filling from iCloud keychain not filled in one password checked authenticated to Microsoft one and Chrome both unchecked so you can do that there and then the trick is for some reason iOS has remembered a bunch of my passwords uh, I'm going to go through and delete those out. But that's that's where you set it up. And I know because I literally looked that up for Raf again the other day. Um, okay, what else is here? Benny, I use a different email per service, app, user, friend group. Solves many problems. Cloudflare beta, FreeMail, DNS routing to now. So there are a bunch of services out there that will help you have unique email addresses. One uh, password recently announced a relationship with FastMail where you can have a different, unique email address generated for every service. The thinking there, and this is the comment that I made in the press release for it, the thinking there is that your email address becomes a little bit like a primary key to your life. So the reason why things like that Gravatar situation work is that for most people, everywhere they go, it's the same email address. And that's the thing that ties everything back together. It's either the email address or the phone number. So the idea of having anonymized email addresses, but you can still receive email to it, is definitely gaining traction. Brands says open source password managers, uh, for example, that may or may not use uh, Bitwarden. Um, and there are lots out there. I get questions a lot about why should I use 1Password and not LastPass or Dashlane or Bitwarden or any of these other ones that are out there, uh, and and there are lots, and they're the big ones that came straight to my mind. Uh, I've I went through this process what eleven years ago I think now to find a password manager. I wrote about it. it as a blog post called uh, "The Only Secure Password Is One You Can't Remember." That was my epiphany when it's like I got to get a password manager, and I rolled into one password because it just had the best cross-platform support. It had the best user experience. That was a long time ago, but I got bought into that ecosystem. And then what's really caused me to stick with one password, and then I think many people know this, but I am on their board of advisors as well, (laughs) full disclosure. But what caused me to stick with them and do that and also have the product placement on Have I Been Pwned was that I was spending time with the folks there and they're really, really nice. (laughs) So they're really, really good people like you and I that you'd want to sit there and have a beer with. Uh, and I spent a bunch of time with them. In fact, I spent a bunch of time with them in um, in different places around the world. The one I remember the most was Hawaii <laughs> in 2018. I don't know why I remember that. But then spent a lot of time with them in places like the UK and Norway and things like this uh, under various for various reasons. <laughs> we'll say that. And they're just always decent, decent people. And I, the thing that I've always felt with them is that it was never about the money like it always just felt like they just wanted to make a really really super cool product uh that's been my experience i know not everyone has that other that, that opportunity conversely there are others some of which i've just mentioned where i have spent time at the very least talking to them with some of them in person as well and i feel like it's i just feel like i'm talking to marketing droids uh in fact one of them in particular would just any communication i had with them would be sales pitches and it, it was like can, can someone talk to me who actually understands how the thing works and that would be a, a different thing anyway just my personal anecdotes uh, George says 1Password single site emails with fast miles excellent that's what we just covered uh, C Morgan says South Australian government employee data breach uh, from the Conti ransomware someone sent me a link to this just today actually so I need to read that properly so I'm aware of it. I don't know the details yet. Alice is an honour of the sponsor. I won't name free password managers, but they exist. Uh, I just named some of them. <laughs> so I did it. And the thing, like one password's the sort of company which would be fine. They're like, yeah, of course there's other password managers out there. Yeah, this, this is our game. This is what we do. And I like that. It's candid. Uh, George, there's you. Me, Stratus has Photoshop subscription as well. As I do art all the time. I love it, and it's always up to date and available to you. So this is the joy subscription. George is a big fan of Jetbrain subscription model. It gets cheaper over time. If you cancel, you can keep using old versions. That's cool. Steven's happy hope you've mentioned Redgate again. It's <laughs> is good. Good people at Redgate. Brendan says, read the master email thing in Fastmail. You don't necessarily need a 1Password sub to use it but I can assure you that it is multitudes more painful to set up a mast address direct through fast mail. Uh, George says, Scott Morrison-style Hawaii visit. No, it wasn't like fleeing bushfires. Scott Morrison is our, our prime minister, which uh, per many prime ministers around the world, nobody likes. So no, it was actually for a conference called Locomoco Sec uh, that was in Hawaii. or oh, it must have been about May 2018. It was when the Commonwealth Games run here because I was like, oh, this is a good excuse to get out of town all right folks. Look, I think I'm going to wrap it up there. That has uh, that has been another week with all the some of the usual things and my moon, which has been cool. I'm going to share more photos of that. Uh, I'm going to share photos when I get that 3D map of Oslo up, and I'm going to share that other photo I mentioned to Charlotte and i today as well that we got with the uh, the, the proper photographer the other day because it's just it's nice. It makes me happy. Thanks very much for watching. I'll come back uh, next week, and I might try and do it earlier in the day next week just to mix it up a little bit. Cheers, folks. See ya.